Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Exodus. Good morning, faithful listeners. This is Jen here with the P40 Ministries podcast. And thank you so much for tuning in this morning and hanging out with me and uh, studying the Bible with me. We are going to actually be in Exodus chapter 9 today, verses 1 through 7. We're going to be talking about the fifth plague that God sends to Egypt. So I will be reading out of the WEB version of the Bible, as I always do. But you guys should read out of whatever version you prefer to read out of. So grab that cup of coffee and let's go ahead and jump right in. Then Yahweh said to Moses, go into Pharaoh and tell him, this is what Yahweh, the God of the Hebrews says, let my people go that they may serve me. For if you refuse to let them go and hold them still, behold, Yahweh's hand is on your livestock, which are in the field, on the horses, on the donkeys, on the camels, on the herds, and on the flocks with a very grievous pestilence. Yahweh will make a distinction between the livestock of Israel and the livestock of Egypt, and nothing shall die of all that belongs to the children of Israel. Yahweh appointed a set time, saying, Tomorrow Yahweh will do this thing in the land. Yahweh did that thing on the next day, and all the livestock of Egypt died, but of the livestock of the children of Israel not one died. Pharaoh sent, and behold, there was not so much as one of the livestock of the Israelites dead, but the heart of Pharaoh was stubborn, and he didn't let the people go. So this is the fifth plague that God sends to Egypt, and this time he warned Pharaoh of this particular plague. We learned that I think it was with the flies and with the um, the biting lice that he did not warn Pharaoh during those ones, but he had warned Pharaoh for all the other ones. No, actually, he did warn Pharaoh for the flies, now that I'm thinking about it. But he did not warn Pharaoh for the lice, but this one he does, in fact, warn Pharaoh for, because this one was going to be really bad. Like, so many animals were going to die from this disease that was getting spread everywhere. So God warns Pharaoh, and he says, this will happen. And you would think by now that Pharaoh would be like, hmm, you know, everything that Moses has said is going to happen has happened so far. So probably the animals are going to die if I don't let the people go. But no, it says that Pharaoh's heart was super stubborn. Like he made his heart super stubborn and he refused to to let the people go. So when Moses is coming to him, warning him of this horrible disease that is about to happen to all of the livestock, basically, Pharaoh doesn't care. And he's just like, okay, whatever. Like we (laughs) like we talked about a few episodes back, Pharaoh was kind of a sociopath. Like he, he was a very unfeeling, uncaring man. He had very little compassion on his people, if you look at it, because when the um, water was turned to blood, he didn't even think about his people. It says that he didn't even give it another thought. He didn't think about how his people had to suffer and not have water and stuff like that. So 
him uh, not having camels and herds and donkeys and whatever else, I mean, it doesn't affect him. He still will have whatever he wants whenever he wants, but he doesn't care about his people. He doesn't care about the Egyptians that might lose their animals and stuff like that. So he was warned beforehand. And, and he's God is really showing the Egyptian people how terrible this Pharaoh really was, if you think about it, because the people believed Pharaoh to be a god. That he was worshipped as a god. And God is showing these people, look how terrible your god is. Look how terrible. Like, he doesn't think about you. He doesn't care about you. And yet God was willing to stop these plagues if Pharaoh consented and let the people go, the Israelite people. And we will also learn later on that many Egyptians came to God during this time and was prote- they were protected. The ones that came to God were in fact protected. And we'll see later on when the great exodus happens, basically when the Israelites all leave Egypt, that many Egyptians and many immigrants went with them. So many people during all of this turned to God, because when you hear Moses giving all of these commands, because Moses didn't just talk to Pharaoh, he probably talked to his people as well about everything that was going to happen. And when you hear Moses saying these great things about what God is going to do, and they happen, naturally, these people want to be protected. They want uh, to worship the real God, the God that can make this stuff happen. So many of them turned from their, their own gods and worshiped Yahweh, the only real God. And so basically, God is willing to stop all of these plagues if only Pharaoh would give up uh, the, the Israelites, basically, if he would stop making them slaves and making their lives miserable and torturing them and mistreating them and mistreating God's people. If, if Pharaoh would have stopped any of this, God would have stopped all of these plagues. But he's continually showing not only Pharaoh his power, but also the Egyptian people in general his power. And, you know, I, I think I mentioned this before, but I never noticed that. I always kind of thought that God was, you know, doling out punishment on the Egyptians because of the way they were treating the Israelites and stuff. But it wasn't just that. There was a lot of layers to this. God was showing the Egyptian people, I am the one you need to be worshiping. That's what he was telling the Egyptian people. I am the only God. That is what Yahweh was saying. I am the only God. And so it says here that uh, God tells Moses to warn Pharaoh, like, look, this pestilence is about to happen and animals are going to die. Many Egyptian animals, but the ones in um, that belong to the Israelites are not going to get hurt. That's what God says to tell the Pharaoh, basically, that not one uh, um, Israelite animal is going to get hurt, but the Egyptian animals are going to be the ones that are hurt. And, you know, the Egyptians worshipped these animals. They worshipped cows and uh, all sorts of different animals. They worshipped tons of stuff. In fact, there was a um, there was a something that I was reading on the Enduring Word uh, commentary was um, there was something that apparently an, an ancient proverb that the uh, ancient Egyptians were went to battle with somebody, some other nation, and that nation put a bunch of cows out in the battlefield, and the Egyptians ended up losing that battle be, for fear of killing the cows, basically, because they worshipped the cows, and they worshipped the cattle and stuff like that. So um, basically, yes, Egyptian people did worship the camel. In fact, there is a god, a little g-god, that they worshipped named uh, Hathor. And Hathor was the god of protection and I think it was a, was it a god or a goddess? I don't know, but uh, this particular god had a head of a cow. So they worshipped this image. And um, God is directly attacking that particular god with this pestilence. He's saying, 
Look at your gods. Look at these cows. They can't protect themselves. They can't protect you. They can't protect anything. And so God is showing the people, once again, his power and not uh, not the images that they are worshiping. You know, they did, th- those images had no power. And God is showing this to the Egyptian people. So basically, he um, he warns Pharaoh of all this. Pharaoh doesn't give a crap. He's like, whatever. And so God ends up making it happen. And it says that uh, the Lord set a definite time saying tomorrow the Lord will do this thing in the land. And in verse six, it says that the Lord did this thing the very next day and all kinds of livestock of Egypt died. Now, depending on what version you read, some say all the livestock of Egypt died. Some say all kinds of the livestock of Egypt. But basically, it's implied that not every single uh, livestock of Egypt died because later on more livestock are mentioned and stuff like that in some of the other plagues. But rather, it's more like all kinds of livestock from Egypt died. So this pestilence, whatever it was, was terrible. And it affected the cows and it affected the camels and the horses and, um, and and a lot of other kinds of cattle and stuff like that. It, basically, whatever this pestilence was ended up hurting and killing many, many, many Egyptian animals. And so in verse six, it says that all kinds of the livestock of Egypt died, but the livestock of the Israelites, not one single animal died. How interesting is that, you know, because since the Israelites and the Egyptians lived together, they were, those cattle were all possibly in the same fields, grazing on the same uh, grass and stuff like that. And, And so the fact that not one single Israelite animal died during all of that is a miracle because animals can spread diseases too, just like people can. And that's why we have to keep our dogs away from uh, other dogs that have like kennel cough and stuff like that, because the dogs can spread those diseases. And so animals can spread diseases to each other. So the fact that many of these animals were grazing together in the same pasture were not getting affected. The Israelite ones were not getting affected is just absolutely miraculous. And so it says here that Pharaoh decided to take a census to figure out if any of the Israelites' cattle had died from this disease. And it says that Pharaoh sent men to investigate. And it says that they came back and not one of the livestock of the Israelites had died. And yet Pharaoh still refused to listen. It says here in verse 12 that the heart of Pharaoh was hard. And his mind was firmly set and he refused to let the people go. And that's actually what the AMP translates it as, that his mind was firmly set. Like he was like, no way, I am not giving in. These people are going to continue to be my slaves. I don't care if they have Yahweh on their side. I'm not going to let them go because I'm a God myself is basically what Pharaoh was doing because Pharaoh considered himself to be a God. People worshiped him as a God. And God is about to show him how wrong Pharaoh really is. Pharaoh is not a God, and he is about to be humbled greatly because of his stubbornness. The fact that he refused to let these people go, and he had his mind set that these people were going to be his slaves. He was going to continue to mistreat them, and that was the end of the story. And so we're going to talk about the sixth plague on Friday. So join me then at 6 a.m. and also join me tomorrow at 6 a.m. for an episode out of Matthew because on Tuesdays and Thursdays I do a New Testament episode. And right now we are almost at the very end of Matthew. We have one and a half more chapters. 
chapters left of Matthew before we are finished and we move on to the Gospel of Mark. So that's going to be really exciting when we move on to that. Make sure to rate the podcast five stars, to subscribe, and to write a review. I read somewhere that on some platforms you can't write a review if you are not subscribed to the podcast. So basically, if you're having trouble figuring out how to write a review, it's possible that you are not subscribed to the podcast, even though you might listen every single day. So if you just hit that little subscribe button, you can rate the podcast and write a review if you so choose. But friends and faithful listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. I really am appreciative of all of you guys and everybody that listens to the podcast. And I I really hope this podcast is blessing you and that you are gaining something from it every single day. As always, if you want to get into contact with me, just please go to www.p40ministries.com contact and you will send an email right to me and I will get it and then I will be able to see it and I can respond to it from there. So if you have any questions or concerns or anything like that about the podcast or anything that I do at P40 Ministries or what P40 Ministries actually is, because some people aren't sure, then you can go ahead and contact me there and we can correspond by email. And I do my best to respond to everybody, but sometimes I don't get to everything and I am really sorry about that, but I will do my best to respond to everybody that emails me, unless you're spam. If you are spam, I will not respond. (laughs) But friends and faithful listeners, thank you so much for tuning in this morning. Happy listening and God bless.